It's an unfortunate fact that the elderly are taken advantage of every day. While the laws are complicated and constantly changing, the wisest and safest way to keep track of them all is to call elder law attorney Michael Cohen. Having devoted his career to informing and protecting the elderly, Michael communicates about the law in ways that you and your loved ones will surely understand. Join us now to know your legal rights with Michael Cohen and co-host Don Crawford Jr. Here's Michael and Don. Welcome once again to Know Your Legal Rights. My name is Don Carver Jr., the grateful owner of KWM Radio God Country, Texas, and I'm sitting with my co-host, partner, friend, attorney, Michael Cohen. Hello, Michael. Hello, Don, and uh, for those who I haven't wished a Happy New Year to before, Happy New Year to you. Good, and uh, you probably did knowing you because uh, you, you have a big heart and a very unselfish individual. I have learned over the five years we've been partners, so, uh, but why not say it again? It never uh-huh. hurts. Um, Happy New Year to you, Michael, and we want to talk about something that happened that went into effect at the beginning of the year that you said could require many shows, um, and you're going to provide more of a truncated uh, breakdown of exactly what this new thing is called the SECURE Act and how complicated it is and how much has changed since last year. Yeah, as of January 1st, as you know, at the end of the, the end of 2019, they passed the budget, and when they did, there was different things that they did, and one of them was the SECURE Act. And the biggest thing about this, although there are several different um, issues, uh, the biggest thing is on inherited IRAs. Okay. Uh, but there are, I guess, so I guess I should probably tell you what that meant beforehand, what people were able to do. Uh, there are some other benefits, by the way, uh, as well as besides the detriment of the inherited IRA. The benefits, I should quickly mention, is that if you, uh, for those who turned, uh, well, there's no longer a limit on when you can make contributions, uh, what an age limit. Uh, However, you have to start making distributions at age 72 and says 70 and a half. Okay. So if you are already 70 and a half, then you have to have made, before December 31st of 2019, uh, you're affected by the old law. But if you're turned 70 and a half on January 1st, 2020 or thereafter, then the new law becomes applicable for when you make your required minimum distribution. So what does that mean, I guess? Uh, first of all, when, you know, a retirement account it, the whole idea is deferred taxation. Mm-hmm. You get your money grow tax deferred. So uh, it's not like there won't be any income tax. When you take out, you get income taxed. So for the longest period of time, you contribute to your retirement account or 401k or whatever retirement account it might be. And then when you take out, when you're 70 and a half or now 72, then when you're required to, now you can make distributions at age 59 and a half without penalty, but you're, uh, whenever you take out, then you get income tax generally. I said generally, by the way, because there, under the new act, there are a couple of exceptions. One is that if you're having a child, 
they let you take out a limited uh, amount, like five thousand dollars, without taxation. Hmm. Or if you're trying to pay off some uh, on a five twenty nine, you could have a some student loans without mm. taxation. Uh, Any medical thoughts uh, to that? Well, there's going to be one of the exceptions to the new rules is if you are either chronically ill mm-hmm. or if you're disabled, mm. then uh, you do not have to um, – you're going to be able to still stretch. So let me get – that gets to the stretch issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the past, in the past, if a – let's say a child – is the beneficiary, and they they had a choice, and if they were if they really didn't need the money, or if they were a financial advisor, probably would say the best thing is to stretch out your life expectancy because then the money would continue to grow tax deferred, and the tax deferred growth and uh, is is a, is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the money could really accumulate. So. Um, but and so if let me kind of give an example uh let's say that um you had a child that was oh i don't know 30 years old and the, and the let's say you had three children and you had a hundred thousand dollars for each child let's talk about the way it used to be and let's talk about the way it is now before now as of 2020 uh, the way it used to be is one child said, "Okay, I'll take my hundred thousand right now." Well, then they might be taxed on a hundred thousand dollars income, higher tax bracket, etc. Get him. You might be, you know, at least, uh, you know, it could be tens of thousands of dollars of taxes. Uh, the second child might say, "Well, I'll take it out over five years." So you could roughly take twenty thousand dollars a year. And there would be, you know, it's only tax on 20000 each year. So mm-hmm. that may not have as much of an impact. But let's say the child had a 25-year, well, it would be more than a 25-year life expectancy at age, let's say it was a 50-year life expectancy at age 30. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that's only $2,000 a year. And the money continues to grow tax-deferred. Mm-hmm. That's the way it used to be. Okay. okay. Well, that's that's no longer the case. Now, now as a result of the Secure Act, or maybe it should be called the Insecure Act. <laughs> I didn't know that was coming. Yeah, really. Uh, that uh, you're limited to ten years. So now you're going to have to take out within ten years, unless you're. And ex- there's some exceptions. Okay. So in other words, so you have it taxed at ten thousand roughly a year, although mm-hmm. you could take it all on the tenth year mm-hmm. if you wanted to. Okay. Uh, so uh, the the idea is okay. Well, um, oh my goodness, I'm going to get. I was hoping that that this person would, uh, my child would get all this money, and they would continue to grow tax deferred. Now mm-hmm. the reality is probably most kids probably just take the money anyway. Mm-hmm. And they say, okay, I'm taking that money in right now. I don't care about the tax. Mm-hmm. But the ones who probably need it the least, on the other hand, say, well, that's, oh, I don't really need that. And third, I'm going to stretch that out over life expectancy. Well, Congress, probably rightfully so, said, okay, well, <laughs> you know what? We, did, we passed this law. We wanted you... Uh, you to save for retirement, not to make your children wealthy. Hmm. 
So it really does make a lot of sense. Of course, the government gets their tax dollars a lot quicker. If you're going to have this $100,000 to a child uh, immediately, then they're going to get you know tens of thousands of dollars without delay and not stretch it out over that life expectancy. So uh, the government, it's better for the government to get the tax dollars quicker. And so it's certainly understandable. It had bipartisan support. As I think we've talked about before, that's a word that's hardly ever used anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the so th- so it does make sense. Mm-hmm. Now this does not apply to a surviving spouse, a surviving spouse. So if you have a surviving spouse, okay, all right, well that's fine. You could still usually what happens is there's a uh, they do a tax free rollover, and you just you know, the spouse will continue to have deferral of taxation, or you know, once they're uh, they're they're based on their own um, uh, situation, and when they're seventy-two and having to make the required minimum distributions, etc. Mm-hmm. The um, some other exceptions uh, include somebody who is chronically ill. So let's say you um, it does it's kind of like the definition of somebody who's like doesn't have to necessarily be disabled, which is another one. Another one is if you're disabled, but if you're chronically ill, you can't work or whatever, uh, then uh, like if somebody um, that needs care uh, but is all the time, but maybe not determined to be is disabled, mm-hmm. then that would be another exception. A minor child is another exception to the rule. So there are some exceptions. And then and so then you ha- then it gets into the planning, which I guess we we probably haven't fully digested because the laws have to be reviewed. But mm-hmm. the idea is what do you do? So the Pelosi approach. Huh? Pass it and then we'll read it later. Is that basically Yeah, what really well <laughs> so now you say, well what happens if, if you said, Oh gee, now let's say you had a really larger state, now all of a sudden they're gonna get so let's say somebody a child gets millions of dollars and there's gonna be a lot, you know, thirty seven percent tax rate on that big hit immediately or certainly within ten years. That that's gonna really impact the child. Uh as far as taxes, and it's going to be better for the government. Um, so you say, well, let's say you wanted to have replaced that wealth or that law. I mean, you know, you're hoping that that was going to be worth a lot more mm-hmm. when you started saving for retirement to begin with, uh, if that's what one of your goals were. So will this mean? And I'm, you know, I don't sell financial products, but I imagine that if you wanted to replace that, which is going to be um, uh, affected by taxes, you will see more people buy life insurance policies. Mm-hmm. So they'll buy some sort of a, a life insurance policy. Um, if there's a husband-wife, maybe it's a joint life expectancy policy. So now when it's joint, it's cheaper to buy. Mm. Uh, so because you know obviously they'll live longer. So you'll have some. I would think that you'd have life ins- more life insurance being sold. Um, now it's interesting to think too, though. Will you be able? A lot of times, people have. Um, if they're larger states, they have life insurance trust, uh, and to uh, pay the tax in effect because if the trust owns the. Uh, life insurance policy, uh, 
that the um, it's like a different person, and then that person, when you die, the, the trust owns the policy. When that person dies, basically the trust takes care of the taxes, mm-hmm. um, and it's outside of your estate. You don't. It, it, it'll be interesting. I was when I was at a, I went to a wedding in Kansas at the beginning of the year, and I was talking to a cousin of mine who uh, has this insurance, and he had a joint policy, and and he said, but. You know, I told my kids that if they want to continue to um, uh, pay for that and they'll be get this big old policy after mom and I die, or husband and wife, he, his wife and him die, mm-hmm. that, and they said, well, gee, that, that policy was 20-some-odd thousand a year. They said, nah, we're not going to pay for it. Well, you know, um, so some people might not want to, the kids may not want to pay for that, or the trust, usually what happens on a life insurance trust is, the person gives the money to the trust, mm-hmm. pays the premiums, uh, and the trust pays the premiums. Huh? Um, but the uh, but now, of course, too the the some candidates' proposals uh, may affect that because uh, under gift tax laws, uh, right now you can give up to fifteen thousand dollars a year per person mm-hmm. without reporting to the IRS. Otherwise, you could use up part of your lifetime exclusion, which right now, as of January 1st, is $11,580,000. But one, at least on one of the candidates, their proposals on the gift tax laws is it's not 15000 per year per person. It's 20000 total that the donor can give. Okay. So the laws could change, and so that we, we're going to have to stay tuned on elections as to what occurs because it may make a difference in your planning. Well, sorry to divert. Uh, the the idea is that now we have to figure out different ways if you're going to have more taxation for the child at a quicker time, what can you do and what planning options are there for 2020 and thereafter. And let's talk about those after we talk about Michael's next workshop. What Michael just said is, what can you do? Well, what you can do is sign up for the next one. And that is on Thursday, January the 23rd. Or there's one on Saturday, February the 15th. Those are the first two of this year. And Thursday's at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Saturday is at 10 o'clock in the morning. And there's coffee. There's donuts. There's cookies. There's can of blame coffee mugs. See, I'm already cutting. To, I've, I have this new resolution. Now I'm not going to let Michael <laughs> over-promote the coffee mugs. <laughs> I'm sick of it. You're sick of it. And we haven't discussed it. I'm just sandbagging him right now and telling him no more coffee mug promotion because uh, it's a waste of uh, airtime what do you think about that idea well what about those those people who haven't gotten their valentine's case gifts yet I mean, true and i see red white and blue i mean you know and, it, and it's, valentine's it's, is red and red white yeah, i mean gee yeah. i mean don't don't good don't. good good comeback <laughs> i better stop okay <laughs> nevertheless um you, you should have your if you have an ira or you've considered an ira have that considered especially in light of the secure act or anything that's in this very thick, multi-layered cake when it comes to estate planning or government benefits. Uh, things change all the time. There's a lot more to change, I'm sure, this year, other than the, in addition to the SECURE Act, that Michael could want to talk to you about either at the workshop or in the ensuing vision meeting for anybody who attends the workshop. Um, but, Michael, why don't you tell them what happens at the workshop and then after? Well, you usually ask people. It doesn't have to be about IRAs or anything like that. It's just about anything you want to know about mm-hmm. estate planning. 
it just so happens that on IRAs, we just talked about that because a lot of times that's one of the larger assets that most people have other than their home. So uh, we ask people, what do you want to know? And so we write down on the board a list of the different questions that people want to know. And we answer those questions within the uh, two hours that the workshop goes. So it's an interactive workshop. That's why we call it a workshop and not a seminar, because it's interactive. You ask us what you want to know. We answer those questions so that your time is well spent. Much more enjoyable that way. Seminars is just force-feeding you information, and you just got to sit there like you're back in college taking classes and uh, that's just no fun I, I love that you do a workshop and it's interactive yeah so everybody gets to answer their question mm-hmm. get their questions out there's obviously no obligation it's a free workshop mm-hmm. and uh, and not only a free workshop but like you said you get that free kwm coffee bug and well that's finish. an obligation they have to take the coffee <laughs> mug <laughs> so yeah we're trying to get rid of them really quick now uh there's a two-hour <laughs> workshop very effective uh, you walk out of there much more enlightened because you get to talk about something specific with your circumstances then you get the springboard into a vision meeting yeah yeah it's this is an educational process a lot of times people don't realize that you're going to learn a lot at a workshop and then if you do uh of course that's a free workshop it's two free hours of free legal education about planning for you and your loved ones the way things that you want it to go on uh, your own terms and conditions, of course. When you're alive and when you pass away, both. It's not just when you die. Yeah, most people think about what happens when only when you die. Right. And they only think about, oh, why don't we just, it just passes to so-and-so, no big deal. And they don't think, oh, I could have a beneficiary designation. They don't think about, oh, what happens if my spouse is, or one of my beneficiaries is disabled? Or what if I'm disabled during my lifetime? Or what if somebody has a marital issue? Or if what happens if somebody has a creditor issue or what happens you know the list goes on uh and so you just don't think about those things see everybody thinks about what these things are right now mm-hmm. what we think about is what the bad things are so we go over that type of thing if people ask about it and we write down the list it could be uh here this issue today we're talking about taxes or estate planning other people are more concerned about Oh, Medicaid benefits or long-term care or VA benefits or different types of trust planning or various types of issues regarding wills. or It could be on anything from something as simple as a power of attorney to something as more complicated as various types of trust. And don't forget any government assistance as well. Yeah, any kind of government assistance. Well, a lot of times that deals with the different types of trust for different types of government assistance. I'm going to be speaking um, for a group of financial planners of the Dallas-Fort Worth Financial Planners Association. I think I'm going to be talking about five different or six or seven different types of trust used in different types of public benefits and uh, planning hmm. that um, to give an idea all the different ways. You know, there's not just one trust out mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And so there's one if your income is too great, one if you want to protect your assets, but you don't want to have, uh, have any adverse tax consequences for Medicaid. There's there's another one if you're disabled. There's another one, a different one for disabled disability. Uh, if somebody's on social security disability, there's another one if you do for veterans benefits. When is it? When are you speaking? What day is it? Do you know? The uh, date? There. Let's see. I think it's uh, it's in February. Okay. And I'm not positive the Fine. date. Go to his website. It'll be yeah, on there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, it's for the financial planners of uh, Dallas and Fort Worth. Okay, great. Yeah, and I'm also be speaking for the Dallas Bar uh, Probate section as well. Good. Uh, on an intersection of Medicaid and VA benefits and perhaps the different use of trusts. You know that date? Uh, th- first week in March, like March, the 4th okay. or 5th or something like that. Already? Something like that. So, yeah, there. I mean, we're always there's always different speaking engagements besides our workshops. Mm-hmm. And it's whatever people want to know. We ask, what is it you want to know? So whether it's the financial planners or the attorneys, or if it's um, uh, John Q. Public, mm-hmm. it doesn't really matter because it, you know it, you just have to be educated. It's an educational process. I don't wouldn't expect anybody to know everything, mm-hmm. and I don't ever expect that to be the case because mm-hmm. I don't know everything either. Mm-hmm. However, you're very educated and you're very current. You follow the stuff every day. Of course, when you talk about the Secure Act, that far, you know is uh, you have to be a be current here we're talking about the secure act which we'll talk about a little more in a second Mm -hmm. but you know um, these things affect you and if it's your goals or if your initial goals have been changed because or the initial goals uh, remain the same but the but the government has changed the rules then that may mean a time to review your plan Mm -hmm. and so like on anything in life um, if if you're do a plan based on the rules and they change the you know where the goal line is then you got to adjust your game plan sure so anyway if you're interested in going to that free estate planning essentials workshop where we'll talk about any of those type of anything that's of concern regarding estate planning for you then all you have to do is call 214-720-0102 that's 214-720 0102 or sign up online at dallaselderlawyer.com that's dallaselderlawyer.com and then if you do uh, go to that two uh, two hours of free estate planning essentials workshop as don as you were referring to that we do give a free vision meeting so you get a then you know you can get even more detail not only did you learn about questions that others asked that may have impacted even your own answer or made you think about things that you hadn't thought about but now we can get more detailed as your specific situation and see if if your if your goals are being presently met and if they're not, you can see what the options might be. Because usually we say, okay, well, we could do things this way, this way, this way, or this way. Mm-hmm. And then then it's kind of like, to me, I always say we're Baskin-Robbins. Sure. I just have to tell you what the flavors are. You just may not know what those flavors might be. Good. And so uh, you see what those things are and then go from there if you want to go from there or if you don't. And there's no it's, – it's just free. So you get not only two hours of free – uh, estate planning issues that you might learn of something, but then you learn more on another v- a vision meeting, which is also free for another hour. So it's three free hours of uh, legal education, not to mention, of course, the coffee mug that no, you sell. Never forget that, uh, yeah, for sure. Of course not. And uh, in order for you to hear between the, l- the lines of what Michael was saying, we were talking, I don't think I ever asked him this, and I feel rather derelict because I haven't, but we've only got five minutes left, but let me say very quickly that uh, Michael said that at least a minimum, conservatively 90% of the people that attend 
the workshop, mm-hmm. attend the free vision meeting. Mm-hmm. That's huge. So my implication is that you will not be wasting your time at all by going to this valuable workshop, whether it's Thursday, January 23rd, or February the 15th, which is a Saturday. Now, one other thing, when you, when you go to the website to sign up, DallasElderLawyer.com, don't forget Michael has all his podcasts there too for this program. And if you want to hear more of Michael, you want to hear the program again, um, all you have to do is just download the podcast and there it is, correct? Yeah, that's okay. right. We have the podcast and, and actually have our newsletter articles, but the podcast, even we've even started to identify the topics. So, for example, this topic will have something that will uh, say something about and uh, on uh, for. Uh, you know, you could kind of say, oh, did, did, I wanted to hear the thing IRAs. about the Security Act mm-hmm. or the IRAs. Mm-hmm. And so now, you, we, you know, it's, we make it easy for you. Great. So, the, so it's now you can see whatever topic. So it may be something on powers of attorney or maybe something on wills or will contests. Not that we do. We're, not a, we're lovers, not fighters. So reference it like you would Google or anything else. Yeah, just yeah, type yeah, in a word. you just say whatever so. it is, and you can see. Anything you want to see, all sorts of different topics, and it's all all there for you. Make it nice and easy. It's also, whether it be on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, anything. Okay. Yeah. DallasElderLawyer.com is the website. All right, sir, you got four minutes to try to give these people some ideas and solutions of what well, we're talking I mean, about. It, it could be a number of different things. So some people we're going to take advantage of um, in, in several different ways. So, for example, one of the people that I met with even the very first week in January – uh, right after the laws passed, mm-hmm. uh, that we said, oh, they were very charitably inclined. Now, a charity is not a um, is not usually when you have a charity as a beneficiary of an IRA that you have a um, it's 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 like you have to pay all the tax immediately. Sure. So, but you could do a charitable remainder trust. Let's say you have your children as a beneficiary. So we may have to do. Uh, a, a analysis. We'll have the financial advisor do an analysis. Will they get more by getting an income stream and having because of the and get the by the tax deduction based on their life expectancy? Mm-hmm. So it's something that emulates um, what uh, like an IRA stretching things out because you no longer could stretch. It could be that some people have life insurance policies if they want to replace wealth. It could be that you have what they call a uh, minors could also be a benefit, can still stretch. You might have it where there might be some sort of sprink, what they call a sprinkling type trust, mm-hmm. where you could sprinkle it over the different ch- uh, children, hmm. seeing that you have a uh, different uh, uh, life expectancy. Okay. So, so there are some, uh, of course, if somebody is disabled, uh, that we could take advantage of that. In the elder law world, which I'm a part of, uh, this is important. Uh, because we have a lot of people who are disabled. So a lot of times people do special needs trust and Mm -hmm. uh, other types of things that uh, to take advantage of the uh, public benefits issues. So we still might be able to use uh, that in some degree with the uh, under the law it's one of those exceptions so it does mean though for anybody who had um, let's say they had these old IRA trust mm-hmm. these conduit trusts that were see-through that once worked 
if you had that, then that may not be the what they did before. Uh, and why do they have people have IRA trust real briefly to protect their credit from their their child or whoever from creditors or bad mm-hmm. marriages and spouse remarrying? Better make sure it's not a see through trust. Some of the advantage you may had, you may want to reassess. Like I said, four shows on this topic easily. We've only barely got through one, um, and uh, we have so much to talk about. This should occasion you to want to sign up for the workshop immediately. If you thought about an IRA, have an IRA, want someone to inherit your IRA, stretching thoughts, how long you can pay taxes, what taxes you pay, when you pay them at the end, in the beginning, in the middle, throughout, attend his next workshop for that or anything you might have regarding estate planning or government assistance. Dial 214-720-0102, 214-720-0102, or go to Dallas Elder lawyer.com dallas lawyer.com for the podcast the newsletter and anything else you want to know about michael cohen our estate planner and your estate planner michael thank you sir thank you don Leading estate planner practicing law in Dallas, Texas for decades now, Michael Cohen is ready to educate you about the estate planning laws that can affect your family and you. The first step is to attend his next workshop by going to his website, which is DallasElderLawyer.com. That's DallasElderLawyer.com to sign up for that free estate planning essentials workshop. Or you can also call him by dialing 214 214- That's 214-720-0102. A talk show host on 770-KAAM for six years, Michael Cohen is the person you want to evaluate and complete what could currently be a deficient estate plan. Make sure it is done your way and sign up for his next workshop today 214-720-0102.